Welcome back to another edition of the Jamie J Podcast. This is your host, Jamie J. And today we're going to talk about three key characteristics of leadership, of planning, and of successful company culture. For a company to be successful, they've got to have a strong leadership team in place with a clear understanding of what the company culture is and how to plan for the future. A lack of any one of these can lead to a downhill spiral where things begin to fall apart. We're going to give you the exact strategies of exactly what you can do in your business right here, right now on the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man on fire. But I'm juiced to talk about this too, like planning. I mean, I work with businesses all over the world. And one of the key components to get what you want in your business and out of your business, it takes having a plan. Some people call it goals. Some people call it this. Guess what? Planning is looking at each and every step of that process along the way towards your ultimate outcome. So much like you, Mick, dude, I'm, I'm freaking juiced to talk about this. I'm juiced to see how culture Company culture is going to tie in with that whole aspect of planning leadership. We're having a really great, outstanding leader. And I'm, I'm, I'm going through a really great book right now, Dichotomy of Leadership with uh, Leif Babin and Jocko Willink. And fuck, mind blown. Just absolutely epic stuff. So I'm, I'm stoked to jump in today. Yeah, me too. And look, um, we just had our annual planning day at work yesterday. And it was absolutely awesome, man. So like an annual day, we sit down and we nut out all things that are important to the business. And you say about planning and company culture, if you want a strong company culture, you've got to plan for it. You've got to do things, schedule things, make things happen to have a strong company culture. Find out all the things that you need to have a strong company culture and plan to do them. Because if you just let it float, by the way, in a small business, in a really small little business, company culture is a lot easier to control and and build because it's basically built around the owner or the entrepreneur or the person who starts the business. But as a business grows, you've got to plan to keep that culture alive and do things. Otherwise it can just fall apart. Easy as that easiest pie, you know? Yeah, no question. No question. What I love about the planning process too, is we begin to share communication. We begin to create that culture by including those key decision makers, right? As I'm going through the dichotomy of leadership right now, and I'm right in the beginning of it, they talk a lot about not having just one centralized command. They talk about decentralizing command, being able to get your people, your teams, that certain level of leadership, which creates the ultimate culture. And by planning, everyone gets to see where things going. One of the biggest things that I've seen that ruin businesses is not taking that time to plan, but even more importantly, not taking the time to communicate those plans with everyone involved. And that's everyone. That's from, you know, not, not that there's anything wrong with the janitor, but all the way from, right from the janitor, all the way up to the C-suite and beyond. This is the ticket. Planning, planning sets it up. Now, Mick, I got to ask, right? In the business, as you went through planning and without giving us specific details, what are some of those things that you took away? Because I know you were watching the interactions of everyone as well. What did you see? Look, to be honest, the, one of the biggest things that I saw was the, the level of engagement surprised the hell out of me. You know, there was people in the room. There was from all, like, not all levels of the business, from like supervisor up, but they were the, the level of engagement. There's people that have been in the business five weeks and there's people that have been in the business 12 years. 
and the level of engagement was was phenomenal you know like in the way people uh what they bought into and what they their contributions you know it really surprised me it was absolutely fantastic and and that's probably one of the benefits of having a planning day like that is you get that level of engagement and people understand where the business is going what it stands for and why we you know we, all of us put, got together and we we refined our purpose because it just it didn't sit right with us so with more people in the room we sat down and they said yeah look that that doesn't actually sit right let's change it that's something really key there people having the cojones to step up and say you know what no that doesn't sit right with me right that's not cool the worst thing anyone can do in any one of these meetings is just sit back and say yeah that's just the way it's going to be no this is that opportunity for us to get that information out there to ensure congruency with the entire team. And if it's a bad idea, let's call it a bad idea. Let's not hold it back and then be one of those people that's sitting there is like, yep, I knew that wouldn't work. Right? What does that get you? What does that do? That does absolutely nothing other than completely, totally destroy that company culture. Um, if you can, because I'm curious, I'm just the curious dude. I'm like curious George, right? What were some of the things maybe if you can share, if you can't, that's cool, that's okay but some of the things that you discovered that didn't sit well with people, if you can share, if not, Hey, cool. Um, some of the things that didn't sit well. Um, so one of the, we had a, an amazing facilitator, um, mm -hmm. Julie, she was absolutely phenomenal. She's, um, part of K2 elite and oh, she facilitates, cool. it was organized through the, the Kerwin's team and she come out, um, she's been in the program for six, seven years now. Ah, no, five or six years, sorry. And she's uh, a senior leader and, and facilitates. She was phenomenal. Um, and to maintain the energy in the room, you know, after lunch, get up and jump around like a bit of a lunatic. But to some of the people, that's not up their alley, you know, like they were like, now nah, I'm not interested in this. So f for me, watching that, there's a couple of people that did not enjoy that at all. That they were like, yep. Yeah, yeah, go away sort of thing. You know, that's not their jam. And I get that. And there's multiple ways to lift the energy in the room. But that was just one thing that I noticed a couple of people didn't really enjoy. They did it, but they didn't really enjoy. You can see it was like not their thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, which, which was interesting. Um, and look, I, and that's okay. It was just interesting to watch. Uh, but that was one thing that I see. And um, one other, uh, something else that didn't, didn't sit well. Um, no, I think everything else landed pretty well, to be honest. Like, there was some things that lots of people will put their hand up and said, question, why is he, what's that got to go here? And which was fantastic, you know, like it, the, one of the key things that I've found with doing the planning day is making the environment, uh, the right environment where people can put their hand up and ask the question that might make them look a bit silly or say something that's on their mind to, to get the result or, you know, like and not be afraid to speak up. And I think that's one thing that laid the platform for a great planning day is having an environment that's safe and there's trust in the room and there's no judgment and everyone parks their ego at the door. Love that. See, and that's the whole idea behind it all. We've got leadership, we've got company culture, and we've got planning. I guarantee you, if you didn't have two of those pieces, if you didn't have those key pieces, leadership, and Mick, you're one of the leaders. Right? You're up there. You're you're that guy. You're one of those leaders that helps to create the really great, amazing, open culture where people are safe to share. Right? That's what gets you moving forward on the whole planning mm -hmm. session. If everyone's sitting there doing one of these, 
right? Really negative closed off body language and all that. That's going to say something about the culture of the business. And that, that is right on the shoulders of leadership. I'm going to call it out tight. I'm going to say it tight. That's on the shoulders of leadership because a leader's job, a leader's job is to create the right company culture. I will stand by that 10,000%. Yeah, that's right. That That's um, one of the leader's main jobs is to promote, support, engage. It's all around the company culture. So, you know, someone asked me the other day, other day um, uh, grade 10 kid, I went and did a presentation for some grade 10 kids for the school around um, future opportunities and what there is out there and what some expectations are for business. You know, and mm -hmm. I did the basically, because these kids are coming out of school, so they started their careers. So I did the eight things that require zero talent presentation, you know, nice. attitude, effort, turning up on time, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And I said, you guys don't need to, um, you don't, you aren't getting employed for your experience. You're getting employed for these things, your attitude, your effort, your willingness to learn, all these things. So that's what you need to do. Master those and then put that forward and, and you'll get be successful. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, what do, you, what do you do? What's your day involve? And it got me thinking how to articulate that. I said, pretty much everything I do involves people. Mm -hmm. It's about 20% actual stuff, you know, a bit of financial reviews, you know, quoting, reviewing processes, all that kind of stuff. Sure. The other 80% is around people. Pretty much everything has to do with people. Checking in on people, performance managing people, um you know leadership it's all around people engaging with your team like everything i'm like oh so you spend all day talking to people i was like yeah pretty much <laughs> and that's how great then simplified it you spend all day talking to people i'm like yeah but with a purpose in a direction to achieve something not just talking to people for the sake of it yeah yeah but how good is that because i i know you and i both experienced this in the past other jobs other stuff like that as we're going through there were those leaders, I know you experienced it, that they were totally closed off. It's like, oh, yeah. don't talk to them. That's the boss. Oh, don't, don't, don't interrupt them. Don't talk to them. I'm going to say it. That's an absolute shit company culture. And that's not a leader that's really being a leader. Yeah, right? Absolutely. At the highest of levels, you know, in the position that you're at with the company that you're at, right? people look up to you. Right? You're in that position. And when you cut yourself off from that, when you, you know, segregate yourself, you're just in your office doing that, that's creating absolutely no company culture. What happens when something that is, that is noteworthy and newsworthy actually happens in the company and that person's too afraid to go tell someone about it or they've seen something, they've experienced something that they didn't really think was right. If you don't have the right company culture and the right leadership in place, that thing is going to try at least to get swept under the carpet, under the rug. That's the absolute last thing. That is the demise of a company in action. Think about this though. You get the really great leaders in place that stick by their word, right? You and I both know this thing. My word is my bond. When you have those leaders that step up in that manner, lead by example, be a part of the team and show what's possible. They in turn create that absolutely amazing, freaking outstanding company culture. That way when it comes time to plan, it's not a chore. It's not like, mm. oh, yeah, it's that corporate bullshit that we've got to do every three months that, you know, we talk about it, but we don't do anything about it. You've got the culture. When you've got the leadership, then everyone's supporting on the same lines. Boom. That stuff happens and people get excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. Have being excited for it, being a part of that. And then the other side of that is having a, an acceptable standard as your culture, you know, having it that 
having things in your culture, you know, you said about before about having the ability to call people out. That's how you set the standard in your culture and you call people out. And if the leader calls people out and the leader allows other people to call them out for behaviors because leaders aren't perfect. Yeah. You know, and I often say, if I've done something you didn't like or I've done something, call me out. It's yeah. not okay. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. If I do behaviors that are, don't align with our values, call it out. I want yeah. you to call me out. Use all that permission. You know, like I'm I'm a part of the same culture that you are. So as a team, we need to call it call out behavior that's not acceptable. I love it's not, that. But it's all about the behaviors that don't align with the culture, you know, like that's how it that's how it's got to be. Totally. So how do we set up an environment that overcomes that whole thing? Like, well, geez, Mick, you're the boss. I'm, you know, I'm I'm an installer. I can't talk to you because you're the boss. How do we overcome that? What's a what's a really great tip? What do you do? Um, it's it's about engaging with the people on the floor. So every morning I spend half an hour just talking to everyone, whoever walks past me, ask them how their day was, how their family was, how they go at the soccer grand final on the weekend, like build relationships with them every employee a new guy starts spend half an hour chatting to him find out what makes him tick what he loves what he doesn't like next time you see him ask him did he go do this on the weekend or how he went or what did he get up to on the weekend was he you know blah 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 so it's about building relationships with everybody at every level it's if you only spend time building relationships with the leadership team they're the only people who are going to talk to you but if you spend relation time building as the leader with everybody then everybody will talk to you but what about those old theories and old myths that, well, you know, we can't talk to the people on the floor. We can't talk to the, you know, the, the receptionist or anything like that because we're not on that same level. What about those bullshit myths? What do you say to that? Um, park your ego at the door. It's bullshit. Say that one more time. Park your ego at the door. It's bullshit. Yeah, totally. You know, like, we want to make ourselves accessible. It's too good to talk to anybody. It's that's your ego talking. Go away. Yeah. Yep, yep. Absolutely. I, I've been in many of those situations where it has been set up like that. I mean, e even recently, like I'm talking within the last 10 years, right? Right before I was uh, I was a coach, um, there was a company that I worked with. And it was very much like that. Oh, don't go to the fourth floor. Don't go to that corner office. Oh, don't talk to them. Right? Pretend you're not there. That's bullshit. That's not company culture whatsoever. What does a leader do? A leader engages, right? A leader is a part of it. A leader cares about that team. A leader's willing to go that extra mile to ensure the ultimate success of the company. A yeah. leader owns it all, right? Absolutely. And, you know, look, having good leadership and continuing good leadership and good culture in the business takes planning. Yeah. Planning to put the right people in the right positions. Planning to do a set of standards that's going to promote the right culture. Planning to do things in the business activities processes whatever that support that culture yeah. like it all all three of those topics tie in so closely together that it's it's not funny and if you can plan to have strong leadership and you can plan to have a strong culture and then it makes the planning even easier so it's like a i don't know a wheel that just like builds momentum down there down the hill go here, 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 and then round and round and round and round in circles, and it makes that process even easier and even easier, and you build momentum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. For a company that's never done this before, say say we're working with a new company or the idea of planning is somewhat foreign, or maybe it's just they've never done it before, how would you suggest they just start? Like, where do you even start? Like, how do I know, like, what do I have to do? Everyone, come on in. We're going to plan. 
I suspect there's got to be at least something to it. How would a person even get started? So for me, I would uh, pre-frame the, pre-frame the meeting mm-hmm. in advance to give everybody time to plan that it's mandatory um, due to time restrictions and the COVID stuff and trying to plan a facilitator to come in before uh, my mastermind, which is next weekend. Um, we had to, it was a little bit short notice and, and, and one or two of the leadership team couldn't make it. One was getting a, an operation and the other one um, had uh, some stuff planned in out of town. Uh, so I would plan it in advance to give everyone enough notice to say this is mandatory. Have a look at leave and all of that so that everybody is on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would also pre-frame the meeting that this is a, uh, an opportunity for them to um, have an active role in how the business runs and, and, and what it is. And then the other key thing that I would do is uh, get a third party facilitator to do it for the first time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Here's a question. Up. Uh, I'm going to throw this on. So I think this is really relevant right now. It's yeah. from Neil. He's asking about a place to plan. Um, I would also agree. It probably has benefits to go elsewhere to do the planning yeah. offsite, unless you've got a, a, a big space that's secluded and you've got an environment where people know, okay, they're in there. Let's leave it alone. So we have a meeting room on site, quite mm-hmm. big enough to hold, you know, 15 people or so um, and everybody sort of knows there's meetings on and you're out of the road. Um, it's, you know, that's over there. There's no phones over there. There's no, it's like sort of on its own, which is, it's just really good. So we use that, but I would also recommend if you've got a space that's, or you're in the middle of your office and it's noisy and busy, then potentially I would um, go elsewhere so that you got that. Um, sorry, there's a few trucks driving past. No problem. Um, yeah, so that you've got that time to just dedicate to it uninterrupted, um, you know, make it clear that everybody is like, put your phones on silent, plan to not be in the business for the whole day. So put whatever plans in place you need to be, have someone fill your role, have one answer the phones, whatever you need to do. Um, and look, to be honest, there was challenges for us to do that because we're short staffed in the admin team and, and uh, two of the people that were in the meeting are in the admin team or they're, you know, leaders in the admin team. So taking two people, more people out of the already short staff team was really challenging, but we made it happen because it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is a part of being able to, to leverage people as well. Maybe for yeah. one day you get an extra VA, you get a staffing service or something to bring some people in to at least yeah. help. I mean, not, not, not to replace the position, but at least to fill those gaps as much as we can. Um, the idea of bringing in that facilitator, absolutely. In, in my program, the ultimate business development program, I get into it deep. I'm actually training it next week. And one of the things that I talk about is many of the things that you shared here today. And I love that, Mick. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, capturing it, right? I, I, I've made the suggestion in my program, go find your DROC. Go find your person that can you know, capture this information because we can use this for a couple different things. Obviously, we're not going to let out the big company secrets. But how many people do you think out there, right? Your audience, whatever it is, would like to get at least a little glimpse of what's happening behind the scenes. At least to know that the business that they're about to do business with really has some structure in place. What's that going to do for your brand? I've got a hallucination that that's going to make an absolutely massive difference when we utilize it. Plus, when we take that information, we're able to bring it back. We're able to record the biggest pieces out. Is there some training, some company training that can be created out of it? Is there some accountability pieces? Right? Are we always keeping that purpose and mission at the forefront of our focus? 
It's putting mm. all these things in place that will absolutely make, you know, the most radical of differences. Absolutely. Um, and I agree with you 100%. And I'm actually really, really disappointed in myself is because mm -hmm. three times through the event, I, I, through the day, I said, oh, I need to take some pictures or use this for social media or record this in some way. And I didn't. And I also spoke to Julie and she said, we were supposed to take some pictures and post it in the, K, in the uh, K2 boardroom. And we both didn't. I was really, really frustrated because mm -hmm. that would have been amazing. And even just to show people like this is, we care about our business. We're having our planning day, you know, like what it does for your brand is, is, is huge. Just, just to show your customers and suppliers and your clients that mate, I'm planning to be better for you. You know, like mm -hmm. this is what we, we want to make ourselves better so that we can serve you more. Um, you know, that, that, that makes a huge impact in your brand and what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely. It's we're in the day and age of, of, of technology. We really truly are. I mean, Mickey, you and I have been doing these these shows now for I think it's eight months now. Eight months, yeah. almost every single Friday for eight months now. But look at what this does. It connects us. We're on two completely different continents. Yet here mm -hmm. we are, we're together, we're doing this. Technology is our friend. We want to employ that technology when we're having those planning meetings. Because I don't know about you, but there's been plenty of times where I've been in those meetings, in those planning meetings, executive corporate meetings, and it's like, oh, what was that point again? If only there was a way for me to go back and listen to the recording or review the tapes or whatever it is, right? How many times have you said that? Yeah, absolutely. Heaps of times. And it's something that's come up a few times is just, you know, we should record these. We should do like for minutes. We should. But setting that technology up and leveraging that technology is is going to be critically important going forward. And technology was a huge theme in our planning day because, you know, we analyze strengths, weaknesses, trends, uh, you know, what are our achievements and what are the lessons we've learned for the last year? And a part of that, you know, what are the trends? And one of the trends that come up was like technology, digitization, automation of your business. Yep. You know, like so many industries of yep. like, you used to have to pick up a phone to call a cab. Now you look on your phone, press get Uber and yep. watch the car drive to you and you jump in. Yeah. No more ringing up, waiting on hold, order the taxi. They say they're going to be 10 minutes. You wait 25 you know, like you can literally watch the car drive to your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two minutes away. I'll and, walk and out the front. To the common, listen to the common language here. Listen to what we're talking. I'm in Canada. Mick's in Australia. Yeah, he says Uber. I know exactly what's going on. I've got the picture of the app in my head and I'm watching the little car come to my house. doesn't matter where we are in the world. This is the impact that that technology is having for our planning mm -hmm. meetings, for our leadership, for all of that. We've got to look at those ways, those opportunities where we can bring this in even more. And one of the things that I, I share a lot about too is automate, delegate, or eliminate. Automate, delegate, or eliminate. Automation, I love automation. I just I think automation's sexy. Where can we start to incorporate some of that to give ourselves even more time back? That's something we plan for. We don't just implement a brand new CRM, EMS, whatever it is, and all of a sudden expect it. And we're going to plan for that. We're going to strategically do implementations. I worked for a company that for two years, I was on the test team for it, test and uh, the test team to make sure that it was a viable product to go live with it. We shared some feedback. The feedback wasn't well received. We didn't believe that it was ready to go live. They went live. And as a consequence of that, we couldn't invoice customers for over three months. That was completely due to a lack of efficient planning. Proper Absolutely. planning, proper communication, breaking down the silos 
right? Creating a company culture where people would actually listen would completely, totally eliminate that challenge. And I mean, you can imagine a company like that, and it was a world-class company. And I'm talking like world-class company, not being able to invoice or bill for a matter of like three months. You want to talk about Jamie, that's actually Mate, that's actually really common. Uh, you know, like big government departments implementing new systems and can't process a contractor or a supplier invoice for four months. Yep. Having to pay invoices to order critical supplies by credit card because they can't process payments because they didn't plan properly. They didn't look at the systems. They didn't, they look, they did a small test satellite station and went, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then rolled it out business wide without looking at the consequences of the process and the amount of data that like they didn't plan properly. And people had raised concerns because of delays on a small scale. Yeah. People had raised concerns, but they didn't listen. They said, Oh, that worked. Yeah. But they had, a th instead of getting pro invoices processed in seven days, they were taking 14. So they doubled the processing time in a small thing. And when you added in the volume, it compounded that delay to huge numbers, which, but they didn't listen. They didn't plan properly. And you hear this a number of times. It was happened here in the government, a big payroll debacle. They implemented yeah. a new payroll system and they were about to have nurses and doctors walk off the job for the hospitals because they, again, implemented a payroll system without planning it properly and people weren't getting paid for months, you know. Right. Abs I, I got to put this one up. Unfortunately, I can't see who posted it because it, it, um, I guess StreamYard's not able to see their uh, see their profile. But check this out. It says planning prevents piss poor performance. Isn't <laughs> one of my favorite things. That the truth. Isn't that Absolutely. the absolute freaking truth? Planning mm. does prevent piss poor performance. A lack of a plan is planning to fail. A lack of that time. And people might think, oh my God, every quarter I've got to sit down for like a day. How can we ever survive that much time away from work? Well, number one, if that's what you're saying, you've got bigger problems. I'll, I'll be completely honest here. If you're saying that you can't survive without, you know, from being one day away from work to actually plan your future, you've got much bigger problems. That investment in time to actually get your strategy together, to look at the next quarter, look at the next six months, maybe even look at the next year, depending where you're at in your process, that will pay you dividends. Absolutely, Jamie. And you know one thing that um, planning does? It gives you and everyone clarity about what needs to be done. And what clarity does, it gives you power. It is yes. the absolute like, just think back to a time, anyone who's watching, just think back to a time where you knew exactly what you had to do next and mm. think about how that felt. You would have felt alive. You would have felt like nothing could stop you. You knew you had to go do that, whatever it was, whether it was in sport, you knew that you had to go and do A, B and C to win the game. You knew that you had to be here. You, you know, you knew the next step was to go buy this or do that or, you know, like to finish your shed, you knew you needed to spend six hours putting the roof on and put the flashings on. You, you knew, and you're like, yep, sweet. I know what I've got to do. It's not hard. you know. And then think about the time where you didn't really know and how many times have you not done something because you weren't sure what the next step was or you didn't know and you were, you know. So in the business, if you don't know what the next thing you got to do is, you're just sort of doing whatever and going through the motions to try and fill the time to, if you know what the next steps are, guess what happens? You do them and you've got this absolute clarity and power and you are like unstoppable. Yeah. And that's what this planning days are all about is having that clarity of knowing what the next steps are to get to the end goal.
Yeah. It's all laid out. That's the steps. Yeah. That's what's going to enable any business to really truly get into that flow state, that place where everything's just absolutely mm -hmm. happening. Planning does that, right? What happens when we don't plan though? Well, number one, procrastination, right? Oh. Procrastination, masturbation. We get nothing done. Nothing moves ahead. Nothing happens. Procrastination is easy because there's too many things going on. You don't know the next step to take. You don't know if it's something I've got to do now, something I've got to do later. There's a ton of confusion surrounding it. You will not move forward. Clarity is direction. Clarity gives you that ultimate direction as to where you're going because you know what's A, what's B, what's C, and it gets you to your ultimate outcome. I'm such a big believer in this. And when, you know, when Mick and I got talking about what the topic for the show was going to be today and just the idea of planning popped up, it's like, oh, that's so good because that's one of the secret weapons to business success. Have a plan. Know where you're going. Know what's got to be done. Know who's got to do it. Get really strategic on that so that mm. you can move it forward. Let's face it. Do I know what I'm going to be doing six years from now at the exact time? No, I don't. But guess what? I've got a pretty damn good idea what I've got going on for Q1 already. Why? Because I planned it out. Because I have a structure. I have a system in place. And I know what taking those actions is ultimately going to do for me. It's going to completely set me up. Without a plan, it's like, well, what do you think we should do? I don't know. What do you think we should do? I don't know. That's a lack of planning. Mm. And you said something before procrastination, Jamie. And uh, when I did my um, MBA a few years ago, mm -hmm. I used to leave my assignments and I'd be like, oh, I've got an assignment you in four weeks. Oh, uh, I might clean the house. I'll do that next week. I've got plenty of time. Oh, I haven't mowed the lawn for a couple of weeks. I'll duck out and do that first and then I'll, I'll start my assignment. And I used to find other things to fill the time because I was procrastinating. And one of the biggest things that I found by the end of it was just take the first step. It really breaks procrastination apart is just get movement going because procrastination is a stationary thing. You're not moving forward. You're going backwards. You're shuffling side to side. And the, first, the thing that I found that really just breaks procrastination is to take the first step. And to put that into context for business is – you're like, you don't know what to do and you just sort of fill in the void, book the planning day. Yeah. yeah. Like you've taken the first step and as soon as you book that planning day and you hired a facilitator, things start moving. Yes. People start getting clarity. They start going, oh, what are we doing here? Oh, we're going to work out what the next steps are for the next 12 months and then we're going to break them down for the next quarter or next, oh, wow, really? That's a, that's cool. Let's, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Let's see what we've got to do. You know, like you start the, just book, the facilitator book the date and take the first step and then that'll bust up procrastination wide open because procrastination is a stationary uh, state you don't move forward so taking that first step forward just breaks it to pieces so if you're procrastinating about something take one step ask yourself what's one thing i can do today to move myself closer to that goal what's one thing it can be literally picking up the phone and making a phone call what's one thing for me it was like with my uni, it was like, just go and write the intro. Yep. Just spend half an hour tonight and just write the first 200 words, do the intro paragraph. And what happened every time is I sat there for about four hours and wrote a 1,000 or 1,500 words without even trying. Yep. Because I knew what I had to say, but I was putting it off because I didn't know where to start. So start at the start, take the first step. What's one thing I can do right now? So I would just go in and say, oh, no, I'm just going to write the intro tonight. I just have to just, I don't care as long as I get the intro done, that's fine. And I knew 
I told myself that and I knew deep down I'd write more, but I just, every time, because I procrastinate about it. So just what's one thing I can do right now that's going to move me closer to my goal or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's a simple question. That's a really, really, really simple question to ask. What's one thing I can do right now that moves me closer to my ultimate outcome? Right. That might be a whole theme of maybe your first planning meeting, your first planning session. Now, here's something here. Say I've got my team. Say I got a, I don't know, small business. I got 50 people. I've got a small little executive management team and all that sort of stuff. We've never done a planning meeting before. You started talking about really framing that up. What are, and let's get really three concise points here. What are the three big things that I must focus on if I'm going to frame up an exciting, uh, a meeting that's really going to help our business take it forward? What do I have to get or what do I have to share with my executive team that's going to get that buy-in for them? What do you think? So I think it's, um, and I'm going to use from experience here because mm -hmm. I participated. This is the second time I've done this planning process. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, once as part of Mastermind uh, in K2 and then once in our business. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's really, really important that you create an environment where people feel safe to say what they really feel. Number one, no matter safe. What. So there needs to be a trusting, safe environment and you can do a sharing exercise, a trust exercise and, and you know, really send the love when people share, you know, we just hit a one, two, three clap when everyone um, shared something, you know, whether it was really deep and personal, whether it was something success or whatever it was, you know, so we created an environment where it was okay for people to share and say that, speak the truth. Mm -hmm. um, one other thing that was super valuable was um our facilitator did a, an ego presentation about mm. signs of ego showing up and what it is and that we all agreed that we would park our egos at the door and you know there was blame and distortion and attack and defense and all these mechanisms that are mm. signs of your ego and yeah. she put context around what your ego does and and we all agreed we'd just park our egos at the door so and we would call it out if we saw people's egos coming in so that was something that was really really powerful because we didn't have that butting heads of departments saying, no, well, that's not right. And we want to do this. And, and mm -hmm. there was times where we were saying, well, this process doesn't work mm -hmm. because, well, how do we automate it? Well, we can't because we're relying on this happening and that happening. And we're waiting for this department to send this to us. And in previous meetings, they would have said, well, you should do this and that. And we shouldn't have to, like, there would have been butting heads in that process, but there was not. They were like, yeah, look, that is a slow point. That is a bottleneck. You know, like there was some open discussion because people parked their um, park their egos at the door. There was no clashing between departments. It was so good. It was really, really, but that's another thing that's really important. And I think what's really important is making it clear at the start what the outcome of the planning day is. Cool. What if you don't know the outcome? What if you're uncertain about the outcome? Do we use a general outcome? Um, what do you think? Um, Remember, think we've never done this before. So as a group, as a group, I think you like, work out what you want the outcome to be cool cool so as a leader you want to have a planning day okay cool why why do you want to have a planning day jamie yeah yeah i want to have it so that i can grow my business so that i can recognize the opportunities that i'm leaving on the table that maybe i'm not even being able to capitalize on i know with the right resources and the right resourcefulness for me i can make all the difference that's what i want to plan on beautiful there we go so the outcome is that we're going to we're going to know all the opportunities and, and 
those five things you just rattled. I wish I was quick enough to remember them all and say them back to you, but I, I missed them. Uh, you know, you want to grow your business and you want to look at all the opportunities that you might be missing and you want to get make sure we've got all the resources and the resourcefulness that we need. And okay, so that's the outcome. At the end of the planning day, go, did we achieve our outcome? Look at this. Accountability. That was the whole day, this is what we want to achieve today. Did we get it or not? Yes. Awesome. Why did we do it? Because everybody was had buy-in because it was a safe space because, well, whatever the reasons were, why you did. Okay, no, we didn't achieve that. Why not? Well, we need time to implement some of that stuff first. Okay, sweet. What else? Why else didn't we achieve it? Oh, because Jamie didn't leave his ego at the door and we kept clashing and we couldn't get a resolution on, on, on those two points. Right. Mm -hmm. How do we fix that? Well, we sacked Jamie. No, no, we don't. No, we, uh, <laughs> we don't. No, we, you know, maybe maybe Jamie needs to do some work. Maybe we talk to you, you know, whatever it is, you know, what are the reasons yep. and how do we how do we resolve that for the next planning day so that yes. we get the outcome, you know? So yep. you do the you do a debrief process and you work it all out. And, you know, there's a hundred different debrief processes. Yeah. That's just one that I've had in my head that I like, mm -hmm. you know, like, do we get the outcome? Yes or no? Why do we achieve it? Yes or no? And how do we make sure we either do that again or how do we fix it for next time? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's it. That's what does set us up for that ultimate success. Clarity. There's huge clarity around what you just shared. What I also mm -hmm. like to add to that, I mean, and if we're recapping, safe place, right? Ego at the door and know your outcome. What I'd also like to add to that, if I can, is yeah. bring that open mind. Bring a solutions focus. We're not going to sit here and debate problems. Debating problems does nothing yeah, we're going to address it. We're going to recognize that there's challenges and stuff. Great. What are we prepared to do about it to make this problem either minimized or not a problem at all? Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. Absolutely. We want to have those solutions in our mindset. We want to be prepared. Um, one of the things that I talk about, I just went through my boot camp here, and we talked about offline meetings. These are meetings that can't be you know, dealt with within the, within the huddle your team huddle, your daily yeah. huddles and all that, someone who needs more time. So what do we have to do? We have to set ourselves up with some offline meetings. And what happens in those offline meetings? These aren't a place where you get to be the boss and give all the direction. No, these are a place where your team members get to come and present their solutions. They're going to tell you what the challenge is. We want to honor and respect the fact that they've recognized the challenge. Great. Mm -hmm. What are three things that you believe could be solutions no matter how outlandish? Here's what I like yeah. to do with this. I like to bring in some of those crazy ideas. Because I'll tell you why. Right? Somebody at one point would have said, what, you want me to stick a battery in this thing and drive this thing around on battery power? You must be nuts. Yep. What's the number Absolutely. one's most valuable automaker right now? Tesla. Right? At one yep. time, that idea would have seemed completely insane. But this is where we want to generate that idea because me as, as the, as the leader, I certainly don't have all the solutions. Mick, do you know all the answers for everything? Absolutely not. Hell no. Sometimes what it takes is really that out of the box thinking. And sometimes as leaders, we can kind of get stuck in that box as much as we'd like to think that we're those open-minded free thinking type leaders. Sometimes it just takes someone else to look at it from a completely, totally different perspective. And it's like, holy shit. I never thought about that that way. Tell me more, right? And how good, yeah. right? We're talking right. about company so culture. That. We're talking about leadership. How good does that person feel when you lean in, you listen rapidly? You're like, whoa, 
that's an incredible idea. Tell me more. First of all, how good is that person going to feel? They're going to feel like they're engaged and bought in and they're going to bring more ideas to you and it's going to celebrate the fact that they are innovative and, and they're moving forward, coming to you with ideas. And it's also going to reinforce that culture and that behavior that you want to achieve. <clears throat> and the power of having those ideas is what it does is it opens up other people's thinking. So if you have a small offline meeting or even having a brainstorming session and you don't close out crazy ideas and they're like, oh, hang on a minute, and that gets someone else thinking on a different tangent. And all of a sudden you come up with a solution that was nowhere near where you were before. You were thinking this cup is the answer. And then all of a sudden you go, you know what we really need? A mobile phone. That actually will fix the problem. You know, and that's and that's how you can go from one to the other. And it and it takes someone saying, look, maybe we could put a battery in that. Well, how do we how do like you know, like it just the process yeah. and it can just go off in a completely different direction because what it does is opens up other people's mind for thinking about or running with it. Hey, actually, that's a good idea. But what if we just did this, 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 and this? But if you had to shut that idea down early, no one would have done that. Like that yeah. that would never have eventuated. And leaning in and what that does, like you say, for the culture is it, it just adds more value to it as a whole. And that's a it's super important is that as the leader, you lean in and you listen to these ideas, no matter how crazy, because that's that's one of the things that uh, promotes innovation is, is just snowball and crazy ideas and just seeing where they take you and yeah yeah and that's it that all comes from having that open um welcoming safe thought conducing company culture where people aren't afraid to walk into the office and say hey i got this idea right things that have come from ideas yeah of course we all know what, what elon's done but what are some of the other things i mean i if i could see everyone if i was doing this as a training i would probably ask at this point who here has ever used Gmail? I'd probably ask that question. I would see, I, I'd imagine just about everyone in the audience would put their hands up. Gmail was the product of someone thinking outside the box. Google wasn't designed to make a mail client, someone on their own time, because what Google does that I think is really neat is they allow for 20%, right? Up to 20% of your own heartfelt projects, stuff that you really have a passion for. You get to go work on it. Gmail, AdSense. AdWords, that was all created from someone on their 20% time. Now, how cool is that? An environment, a company culture that actually fosters that free thought to get those ideas churning, right? AdWords, do we even need to talk about how much money that little bad boy made? That was all because someone chose to think different, think bigger, and really get that out there. Yeah. And that's, I suppose, that's what having a strong culture and innovation can do. Businesses, 80% people, 20% strategy. So culture's the heart and the foundation of people. That's the standards and the rules and the power of the herd and what's acceptable and what's not. So um, if you get that wrong, that's 80% of your business that's wrong. Yep, yep, yep. That's why it's critically important, right, team members? We have our standards set up. We have our values for our company established. We know what those values are and we adhere to them. Right. One of the things that I've heard, um, you know, Kerwin say over and over and over, I've seen it on tons of his recorded material, everything. There is no one person, including myself, that is even more important than either the mission or the purpose. Right. Doesn't matter if it's me as the leader. Doesn't matter if it's my team or whatever. And I just I love that because when we're all accountable to that purpose, mm -hmm. to that mission, each and every one of us, we're not, you know, we're not off doing our own thing for our own well-being or anything. We're all working towards that ultimate purpose of the, of the company. 
great things happen. This leads to that great company culture. This leads to insanely productive planning meetings where, you know, you might think that that's a 10 year outcome or a 10 year result. And because everyone is so incredibly engaged, everyone is just working passionately at it. You crush it out in three years. How good is that? Absolutely, Jamie. That is, mate, it's so good. Absolutely. And I think what adds to the culture is what you plan. And then you go to your next meeting and you're ticking things off and you see in progress. That just builds momentum, builds the culture, just builds towards it all. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. the foundation of it all, mate. Yeah, absolutely. We have dropped a ton here today. Uh, it seems like the time seems like we just started. Right. It, it, we've dropped an absolute ton in this conversation today. Really take the time and go back through this. I know you're going to find you, the viewers, you, the listeners, you're going to find just an absolute ton of gold in here. And it's really got some keys that can set you up and take your business to the next level and beyond. This is the power of what we're sharing here. You apply this, you put it to work, you make it happen in your business. You find the way what's going to happen. You're going to see some radical productivity increases. Last thoughts, Mick. Look, like I said before, I think um, leadership, culture, planning, it all ties in together and it's the foundation of business. Like business is 80% people, 20% strategy. So if you can get the people stuff right, the strategy the strategy will sort itself out. There's so, many, so much information there on a strategy. So business is all about people. Get your culture right, get your people right and um, plan for success. Yeah, love that. On that note, big love to everyone. Have an absolutely incredible week. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in. If you've got questions, reach out to Mick, reach out to myself. More importantly, jump in the Insiders Elite Business Evolution Group, iebegroup.com. Get extra tips, extra hints. We want to help you out. We want to see your business grow. Until then, have an absolutely incredible week. Well, what did you think? Powerful or what? Hey, we all know that businesses must have a strong leadership team in place to be able to be successful. This includes having each person on the team with an understanding of what company culture is and how to plan for the future, as well as knowing their role within that framework. When any one or more of these elements are missing, there can be consequences such as things falling apart quickly. To avoid this from happening at your organization, it's important you take the steps now to build up your team's strength so that they work together effectively right out of the gate. We really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Jamie J Podcast. We're excited to bring you a whole ton more. Look, make sure that you've got to subscribe on Amazon, on iTunes, on Google Play. Make sure that you've got it. Until then, have an absolutely outstanding day.